Alrighty, welcome everyone. This is the second episode of VR Jungle. I have Jordan right here with me, and he is um, part of Havoc. He is in the Larsenus team as our active captain. And uh, I'm Matt Geralts. I am the, uh, oh, what do you call me? I don't know if owner, uh, founder of Havoc, uh, but we get on the, these podcasts right now and uh, just go over all sorts of VR fun stuff. So, Jordan, if you want to continue uh, talking about yourself, go ahead and let people know who you are. Yeah, sure. Um, so everyone knows me as USMC Contra in uh, in the discords, on Larsenauts, on all that. Um, I'll go into, I guess, a little bit of my background, just kind of so that way you know where I come from. I originally grew up with like three brothers and one of those brothers played sports, but the other two, um, they were big into technology, big into computers. Uh -huh. And so um, one of like the, the first games that I really got into uh, was Counter-Strike, which if anyone, if, if anyone who has had a PC in the past and who's had uh, played PC games and all that, they know what Counter-Strike is. Um, yeah. Because it was, it was almost like it was the birth of really, in my opinion, it was the birth of, modern multiplayer fps shooters because you had fps fps shooters like like doom um yeah a few others like duke nukem and stuff like that but nothing up until counter-strike really set the tone for the new era um of those very competitive e what we now have as esports gaming uh environments like counter-strike so that kind of all kicked it off and that's yeah. primarily what i grew up with playing um and then I, I joined the Marine Corps. I've been in the Marine Corps for about 13 years. I was prior enlisted. I recently switched over to uh, the officer side, but I did things like uh, I was a generator mechanic to start with. I did uh, prior service recruiting. I'm a martial arts instructor for the Marine Corps, um, and I did aviation ordnance. And I just recently kind of made the switch over to mm -hmm. uh, the officer side, uh, and now I'm a communications officer. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I guess Counter Strike definitely set the tone, and I feel like that was uh, that was kind of like the beginning of uh, of my gaming career. I did have a huge gap um, after I'd gotten back from Afghanistan in 2011. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a gap of like I think eight years where I wasn't playing any games, just yeah. was because I had a laptop at one time. It was a gaming laptop, and it, it kind of cracked the bed. And past that, finances yeah. weren't great at that period in time. So, um, yeah, and then I, I like got into VR uh, and completely took a whole new, uh, whole new road. So, yeah. So, how long have you been playing VR then? Uh, I started VR actually last summer. I was at the basic school, which is a it's a six month officer course where basically you go there and they teach you how to be a uh, what do they call it a con not a convention uh, provisional infantry platoon commander yeah and so i was there um and the thing that really stuck out in my mind you know i, I played counter-strike and half-life and all that stuff um as i was looking around and i saw half-life alex yeah and I, I instantly thought oh my god this is this is the third half-life like i'm so pumped you know you get that, that adrenaline flow and you, you find a new game or like a continuation of the game because got that nostalgic feeling that just courses through your veins you're like oh hell yes i've got to check this out and so i was looking around and i was like what the heck this looks incredibly weird because i had heard before that before that i had heard of uh vr my, my brother mm -hmm. actually had a, a original oculus i think they call it like a cv1 basically oh really yeah um so i saw it and i was like oh it's for vr and it was at that moment that I was like, I want a VR headset. Yeah. Only so I can play Half-Life Alex. Because, like, for those, did you play, were you big into, like, Half-Life and Counter-Strike and that growing up? Uh, so, I didn't, I was more of just straight Call of Duty. Like, when I, when I talk about, like, how I got really into competitive stuff, is, like, growing up, we always had the PlayStation, right? And so, before even online play, it was more of, like, playing sports games. And then my very yeah. first competitive thing was more of like my older brother always destroying me in every single game I have ever been playing. And, you know, that's usually typical what happens with a younger person because he'll probably sit there a lot longer. And I, I have a tension span of a freaking four-year-old, obviously, and he's like eight years old. And 
not good. Well, then, as I got older, you know, we started playing uh, uh, the very first version of Call of Duty, where you like you get into the social lobby and it was not pretty in there. People screaming at each other before lobbies, after lobbies, calling you profound names that you never. That was where I started at. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm sure if like if you ask anyone who's ever played Half-Life or been a Half-Life, I'll call them Half-Life enthusiasts, the ones who um, played Counter-Strike for several years. I mean, hell, I played Counter-Strike Source last summer. So I mean, mm-hmm. over the course of, what are we looking at, 20 years? Um, I've been, not constantly, but I'm touching Counter-Strike here and there for about 20 years now. Yeah. Um, and so anyone, anyone who was a, an original fan of Half-Life um, and they, they see that they would, you, you have that, you know, like I was saying that reaction. And so, um, yeah, it was at that moment. I was like, I need to get a headset just for Half-Life Alex. So was it remade or a new game based off no, of Half-Life? So Half-Life Alex is, it, it takes place in between, it takes place like a couple of years before Half-Life two. Uh, so it's almost like a prequel. Okay. And it actually wasn't a setup or it wasn't set up as a um as like a Half-Life 3 game. You actually play uh Alex, which mm-hmm. is uh one of the female characters that is in Half-Life, but it's not the main protagonist, Gordon Freeman, which everyone yeah. knows Gordon Freeman knows that knows that crowbar, uh knows that uh what is it, the not the Omega Sim, but like the uh damn it. Beta beta symbol, I think. Yeah. That awkward a or whatever um yeah and so that's that's kind of what where half-life alex takes place but even even though you're not even gordon freeman um to be in that that universe of you know hey you're you're doing things in this game that directly correlate or tie uh into gordon freeman and the further games so it's it comes back to that nostalgia feeling um being able to feel like hey i'm I'm part of the franchise. It's it's almost like the the Star Wars uh, spinoff movies, like Solo or Rogue okay. One. It's mm-hmm. not an actual Star Wars movie, but it's it's little side story arcs that still yeah. have you interested because it gives you a further uh, further picture. Exactly. Yeah. I see you're saying of, now. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's what really started me off on um, VR, and so I decided to I picked up a Oculus Rift S. Okay. Because uh, that was one of the newer headsets. The Oculus Quest 2 hadn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. I picked up a Rift S, and I picked up um, I, I had built a PC, uh, not not super powerful, but something that could run at it. At least get me, yeah, at least could run uh, Half Life Alex, which is a little bit more of a demanding of a VR game. Um, I'm sure if you've ever played it, you can kind of tell like the graphics, everything's a little bit more rendered, a little yeah. bit more crisp. Um, so it's a lot more demanding on the system. And I, I just wanted something that I could just at least run that. Uh, so eventually I did and I got it. And then I got into a couple other games. Um, Moss, Blade and Sorcery, uh, Beat Saber, you yeah. know, games, games kind of like that. And then I eventually found a game called Contractors, Yep. which is, it, it's like the Call of Duty version uh, for VR. Yeah. And I got into that for a while, played that, um, and I fell in love with that. And then move on, fast forward to, when did Larsenauts come out? Was that June of this year? I think it was June. Um, so it's three months. It's, I think... It's coming up on four months old. So May or June, right around the yeah. time frame. But, um, I was at TBS. I'm sorry, not TBS. I was at my MOS school. And during that week, we had these evaluations where you make this project and you go in there and you have to present it. And these projects take like 45 minutes to an hour to present. Yeah. Um, and when you have to do that with four uh, we'll call them instructors, four instructors who are grading these and you have 75 students with an hour piece. Like mm-hmm. that's going to take a few days. Yeah. Uh, and it, it happened during that week where I was, I don't remember what I was doing. I was hanging out on my computer, looking around at different games for VR. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe not, I wasn't even doing that, but I saw some, some sort of an ad uh, that kind of piqued my interest. And I saw this game called Larsenauts. Yeah. Um, and I remember the first time watching the trailer, you know how, you know that, that feeling, that, that rush that you get when you watch a trailer and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this looks sick. Yeah, I want for it. sure. I want it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw that and it was actually, 
I found it the day before the game came out. And so I was like, oh, this looks so sweet. You know, I can't wait for this thing to come out. When's it coming out? And I'm expecting to see like, hey, freaking, I don't know, August or, Uh you know, fall of this year. And I look and it's like, uh, oh man, I think, I think it was like June, June 20 something Mm -hmm. or maybe, you know, early mid June, late June or something. I remember seeing it and being like, wait a sec that's that's tomorrow yeah like oh, i don't have to wait shit. for this that's awesome yeah um because i knew about so, it for a while and so i was waiting for the because any game that is like kind of a hero shooter kind of first person like that like you just run and go run and go and then not only that is strategy and like i'm really excited to see the other game modes they're bringing and uh like the, like the private lobbies and stuff but when i first saw that game because i was a huge overwatch player and I'm just like, oh, that's VR and Overwatch. That's done deal for me. That's probably going to be the game that I'll probably always play. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I had the same feeling. You know, it's funny because I never played like Overwatch or Team Fortress. I had played Team Fortress 2 in the past, yeah, uh, but not extensively. I played it a couple of times just because I had it with the, the whole Half-Life bundle. You got Half-Life, you got Counter-Strike, you got mm-hmm. Team Fortress. Uh, so I dabbled in it a yeah. little bit, but not much. Um, but I, something stuck out about this game that was different, different from Onward, different from Contractors, different from uh, Pavlov. You yeah. know, all those ones, everyone's kind of on the same field. It's, it's, it's more of a determination of who has the best shot and who's more skillful not to say that this isn't the same way but it's it's a different dynamic like you have different pieces you got to figure out which piece mm-hmm. you want to use and how to use that rather exactly. than just like hey all these pieces are the same they're the best pieces um so kind of almost not quite a game game of luck but uh who has the better players but yeah i feel like in larsenauts it's not going to come down to individual effort. It's going to come down to team effort once we get further into it. Yeah, like there's plenty of times I've seen a single person completely flip the dynamic of that certain specific game, but it's only a split second. It's not going to be the full definition of who's going to win or lose that match. It could exactly. it could really put pressure on somebody, one person, but at the same time, if, if that one person gets in that same position again, and they've already switched out people like, hey, we need to start going this way. We need to push people to be uh, being healed in this situation. I guarantee in a competitive uh, format that that person will not be able to get away with it again in two games. I mean, in the same game. Uh-huh. I completely agree. Because there's plenty of times where I've destroyed a full team and then I went back and tried to do it again. I'm just like, oh, I'm dead. That was good. Yep. Yep. It's funny how that works. So, uh, But yeah, I... I saw this game coming out and the next day um, it was actually, I had the entire day off because I didn't, I wasn't getting graded that day. So I was sitting at home uh, and I saw Larsenauts go live and I'm like, Oh, should I buy it? I, I really, I literally sat there for yeah. probably 15 or 20 minutes being like, it looks so good, but, but I, uh, I don't know if I want to, and now knowing what I know now, I would have happily paid more than $30 for this game. Really? I was going to ask you, was the $30, did it hold you back at any point in time? Like, this is kind of steep because when I saw it, I'm just like, there was no beta for the game. No no alpha, no beta. Um, I knew it was coming out, but I was just like, it was instantly $30. I'm like, it doesn't even have a player base, nothing. Like, I usually, when I see a game in VR, like, say, take Zenith, for instance, right now. They're, they've been doing their alpha and betas and a whole Discord already created within the first... Uh, like the first year even before the game's about to come out and then they have the ability to sell it at a higher price you know but right now they're giving um small pretty much versionings of their game for free to anybody yeah i think no, i don't think it's free i think it's like people paid a certain subscription package for a month pretty much helping them out though but if you really want a game like that you're going to help people out so and that's why i, I sell at 30 dollars i'm just like yeah, whatever. I'll pay it. I'm gonna like this game regardless. Yeah, I think originally for me it was, um, I mean, this was only a couple of months ago, but I have, not to get personal, but I have a little like fun money account that I kind of yeah I put small amounts of money in there, um, and then that's my account that I can use on like whatever I want. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to be you know responsible adults, <laughs> but uh, so. I, at the time, I didn't have much left in my account just because I had been buying a bunch of other crap. Um, and so I was like, oh, I've got like $32 left. Do I want to spend $30 yeah. on this game? Um, but if if I had to have, 
I would have, I would have probably spent up to fifty for it. Really, like knowing what I know now. Would that be I like the highest VR game ever purchased? I don't think there is any game that sells higher than Half, 30. Half-Life Alex is the only one I know of that comes in at $60. Which $60. Is standard standard uh, video game, just like uh, Xbox or PS, whatever yeah. they're on, 5 or whatever. Um, so, I mean, but that one is straight up like 15 hours of solo player content. Um, and if you think about it, it's funny how... VR games vary so differently in that way. Uh, we're so used to paying 60 bucks for Xbox, PS5, mm-hmm. these, these AAA games, Call of Duty and all that stuff. Um, but because of the VR environment, something about it is different where we're starting to see these games um, that are, you know, 30, 40 bucks. And we're like, wow, that's that's kind of steep for yeah. a VR game, which, I mean, it, it's different. It is. Uh, I understand there's different aspects to it, but um, it just yeah, I think it was well worth it for sure. I think what people see in VR, it's not really the price because I'm one of those people that I buy, if I really enjoy a Nintendo game or a PlayStation game, and then I really enjoy a VR game, I'll probably buy all three of those in one month. You know, that's like $100, but then people are like, why you have such problems spending 30 when you probably just spent $60 in a game you're probably never going to play, all this stuff. I'm just like, well, it's usually coming from um, someone that has credibility. A lot of these VR games come from um, like an indie level and then all of a sudden think that they can produce this really th- beautiful game, which sometimes it works out and sometimes it fails. And then that's, I think that's on them or maybe the community wasn't driven by something great. Um, it's like almost like Population One now. Like originally it was being sold at a lower price, but now Facebook owns it. So now technically they're allowed to sell it for a higher price because they have Facebook's actual backing and money to be like, hey, we can actually do great things for you. You see, and, and so, but all in all, I do see eventually um, headsets will have to get bigger in size with gigs. Like I do recommend to a lot of people, if you get a Quest, I would not, even though you'll probably never go over 64 gigs for a while, but if you plan on not wanting to buy another headset for like five, 10 years, which by that time you probably will need to, could be outdated in some format. But these gigs, these games are going to get bigger in gigs. Like I think right now, um, like so, Population One, um, I think it's all up to ten gigs now just for one game, and that's kind of big for a VR game. And I don't know what Larsnots is. I don't even think it's a full. I think it's under five gigs. Um. But I, I was trying to check it on my computer. Real yeah. Quick, but um, that might take a little bit for me to get there and find it. Yeah, so um, with with all that, though, um, you know, we we did see a little bit of downfall. And I just think that they, they needed a beta, in my opinion. It was still working the way it was, but there were some things that just weren't correct with it. But the good thing is, is that as we talk about this, is that if they didn't have the people that were devs on their team... I don't think it would ever get done, but I, their devs have been phenomenal. Like they get stuff done quicker than I've ever seen things, and they also throw extra things out as well. So that's actually one of the big things that kept me, like even after the first two weeks of you know people throwing horrible reviews at it, um, it, it instantly stuck out because coming from contractors, I don't know if you played contractors, but uh, I tried it. Often, yeah, they. I mean, it was a sweet game, but um, there were still issues and mm-hmm. bugs uh, and a lot of people were calling for fixes and stuff that just never got done like yeah. it seems like the, the devs were non-existent and mm-hmm. just out of the blue one day they came out with this uh, this co-op mode and stuff and it was like okay that's cool but you guys didn't fix any of the yeah. issues actual underlying issues yeah in, in the whole PVP or whatever you want to consider it um, and so like yeah cool that, that grabs my attention for a few days mm-hmm. um and the, the rate at which updates came out is just extremely slow. It, like sometimes it would go like months, like six months between uh, two updates or something. Um, mm-hmm. And then Larsenauts comes out and literally yep. the week after it released, they released a hotfix. And a week after that, they released another hotfix. And it mm-hmm. seems like uh, we've been, I mean, no, lately it's been a little bit more lengthy between patches, but 
Um, I yeah. can understand why, because they're coming out, they're, they're working on that new specialist, the new map, uh, and the new game mode, and all these other fixes. So yeah. I think they've been kind of holding off on putting out releases so that way they can release this one massive patch as, hey, here's all this new content, here's fixes, here's balances, um, and here's some other cool stuff uh, that you guys can you know try out and play around with. Here's private lobbies, which I know we're all looking forward yep. to, uh, to get into that competitive realm. So um, I, I love how interactive and how responsive the devs have been. Mm-hmm. They've been amazing. Yeah, for sure. Like, And this is probably the quickest I've seen a game at this level push out um, private lobbies. We waited, oh, I think it was almost, oh, I think it was almost eight months, eight to nine months before we saw private lobbies in Population 1. <laughs> Jesus. It, was a, it almost seemed like it was the longest thing. It almost seemed like... It was like the last thing they really wanted to give us was private lobbies. And, and I don't know, that, that's what, that was my opinion because it was kind of a delayed thing. And then anytime you did uh, like their go in there and play, uh, what is it called, just their, their beta of a, a new update, you would never see it. And then you see something else. And like there are sometimes, like I love doing these beta things because you really get to see what the devs are thinking about. And I remember I did a beta for Population 1 and I got in there and I was just like, Oh no. I go, this is real. I'm done. Like I'm not playing this game ever again. Like this is this is not good. And it was just it just blew my mind. And, and it's like luckily that never happened. And so I like I know Larsenos just had uh a trial play and uh, we had uh one of our team members that was, you know, got into it. Um but obviously they're in that uh what is it called? They can't talk about it. Yeah, non-disclosure. So luckily, he's kept that to him, even though maybe I little poked him a little bit. But now he, he, he's holding true to it. I think we all did a little bit. Yeah, but then luckily he, he's a pretty solid person. That if for testing, he's just like, I'm not giving you guys crap. And I go, just let me know if it's good. I just want to know if it's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, um, so we did have Square mention in the uh, in the chat here that it. Lars Knots is 3.9 gigs as it stands right now. Okay. And I mean, that's, it, it helps that the new quests that they just released are the, for the cheaper model. It's like what? 128 gig. Yeah. But I'm confused. I, I, my, my, mine's 128 gigs and I bought it a year ago. Huh. I thought they had long. two versions unless Unless mine's yeah. a 64 gig and they had a smaller one than that. No, because they had a, I thought they had like a 256. I thought it was like 64 or 256. Or oh, so, so mine is 256 gigs. Yeah. You got the bigger one? Yeah. Yeah, then you've got the 256 probably. Yeah, which stinks because all you're buying is, it's $100 more. Um, and the reason why I bought it is because, one, there was no PlayStation 5s out. Um, I wasn't even getting to VR. I had no interest in VR because I thought it was still putting on like red and blue glasses back in the 90s and things just jump yeah. out at you. That's what I thought it was. And so I couldn't find a PlayStation 5 last year because of the pandemic stuff going on. And people were just still to this day ungodly buying out every electronic known the man. And then I saw this quest and I'm just like, you know what? At Target, they have a policy that you can buy it. And if you don't like it within a month, you can take it back. So I'm just like, whatever, if I, I'll play it for a couple, like a week or two. If I don't like it, I'll just take it back. I'm like, nah, I don't like it. So all they had left was this 256 gig. And so I was like, you know what, that's fine. I was hoping that maybe with that 256 that the processing power would be a little bit better. But no, that's not it. It's just more memory. <laughs> but I remember I went home, and I think the very first game I bought was Population 1. And uh should should not have been my first game ever because... Uh, it was it blew my freaking mind, and I never gave it back. And now, now I can competitively play in multiple games, you know. So, but yeah, it's uh, it really, it wasn't the the red and blue that that I thought it was gonna be. I was just like, oh wow. Yeah, yeah, that was the same way. So, what do you uh? So anyway, so we talked pretty much about yourself and then the game that pretty much uh Lars Knots, which is basically. Uh, the game that I'm personally now playing, I think even me and you've had a couple conversations because you even asked me one day, 
um, which one are you going to leave? <laughs> and I sat there, like, I'm not kidding. I sat there for a day because no one's ever asked me at some point, like, you know, you probably should just pick one because it's not fair to another team if you're on them, if you're not doing that. And I was just like, dang, I got, that's my a good thing, question. My big thing is like, for me, honestly, if I, I've got no problem with someone playing two different games, but the, the concern is if you're playing two different games, that means you need to be, um, you need to be constantly updated with both of those games. Yeah. And if you're, if you're just focused on one, you can divide, devote all that time to just that one game rather than taking that time that you have and having to split it in half. Yeah. Um, and you still might be able to make it work. Uh, I'm not saying it doesn't work, but um, you just have more, you have a more knowledgeable baseline of everything that's going on currently, everything that's gone on, everything that's happening, everything uh, that, you know, is coming up. Uh, with that one game rather than kind of focusing on the two games you might miss a couple things mm -hmm. like i said people i'm sure people can still do it um but it's like it, it's 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 complicated we'll no yeah no, I, I totally understand like what you meant like especially when i had to think about it it's more the fact that there's nothing wrong with playing multiple vr games or just because if not, you're going to get burnt out. And that's the biggest thing I warn people is don't play this game till you just don't want to play it anymore. And that's a thing. And so that's why I do go play other VR games. Like one of the biggest games that I play right now is at 11 Table Tennis. I'll get on there at night and just sit there and play ping pong with people all night. And that just gets me cleared off of just like always going, 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 going. And not, not only that, but... I can't tell you how many times Monday through Friday, like say we, like in population one, when I was on a, a team for that is that we would have our main league play on Tuesday or Wednesday, but then in between those, they would want to have the scheduled practices and private lobbies. Mm -hmm. And then I need to play with you guys, even though we don't have private lobbies right now, we still need to get together and just build team dynamics. Cause that's all we can yeah. do right now until private lobbies come out. And so I had to keep on telling them, like, oh, I can't play today. I can't play today. And I'm just like, that's not fair. Especially when I had – I started losing interest in it. And, and I don't know if just – in my opinion, this game that we're playing now, give it six months to a year, it'll probably have the most highly competitive platform in VR. Because it's something where you, it takes six people and it's going to be full-on strategy. Unlike Population 1, most people that I know and competitively have played against, it only takes yeah, three people destroying, you know, trying to be number one in a lobby. But out of those three people, one person can easily destroy those three people. There's not really much. I mean, maybe you got to force it and learn how to go around people. But there's so many more factors compared to – it's more of like a, a – oh, what do you call it? It's like you get to know the other team a little better because you're sitting there for how long's a match? Five, ten minutes, if that. Yeah, if that. It's it's a little more there. The word is it's more, a little more intimate, is what I'm trying yep. to get at. Is it's more of a chess game instead of just a full on out. Uh, we know there's a team here, a team there. That team's fighting there. Let's just go ahead and jump in this chaos somewhere that's going to give us the win. And it adds a completely whole new dynamic when you have different options of characters. Mm -hmm. like you could use, um, you know, hey, maybe you're playing Uplink. Uh, hey, let's take a Thal so we can put up a shield. Let's take a Chi so we can just heal people. Yeah. Uh, let's take a Salters so that way if they try and come at us in like a full wave, she can just start lobbing grenades or something. Or um, let's take an Evander so he can like sneak up on them. Hey, he, maybe, hey, Evander, your only job is to mark them. Stay cloaked. Um, so there's there's so many different dynamics that I feel like are definitely going to come out with this game. Yep. Um, there's not I don't feel like there's just one way to win. It's it's going to be it's going to be ever changing. Like every I feel like every tournament that everyone goes into, uh, they're going to see things that maybe they didn't think of, and they're mm -hmm. going, oh we need to change it up to this, make you change it up to this, and then they're going to go into the next tournament, and everyone's going to have changed something. And so that exact same thing is just going to keep repeating and repeating um, as long as the devs slightly kind of change things up, make sure everything, if everything is completely balanced, mm -hmm. uh, strategies will just constantly change because everyone will just be trying to counter each other. Uh, yeah. Which is what I really like that they've done with this game is you have certain characters that counter a specific other character very well, and yeah. maybe they'll be bad against other characters. Mm -hmm. Um 
like for example, uh, I, I know Thal just because I play him a lot. Thal is good against Salters just because you know she shoots grenades and those grenades uh, will hit the shield and they'll bounce back or something. Um, but Thal might be bad against um, Acclaimia. Because I can get right behind yeah. your back. Kalimia or even uh, even Ark mm -hmm. with them moving around so much. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah, there's there's other really good because, like, counters to certain characters. So. Yeah, because a lot of people don't know there, there's weak, point, weak points on every character. And it's like, so like a Thal. If I get on your backside and I shoot the paneling, it actually kills you ten times faster. Oh, yeah. That's that's what I try and do. Like every time I see a thaw and he's not looking at me, I try and just go right up behind him and just dun, 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 yep. right in that plate. So um, I feel like the the strategies are definitely constantly going to change. Uh, people are going to find new strategies and new things. What I feel like what's really going to set up the competitive or or I guess the the biggest unknown right now is if you're going to be able to um, team more than one of the same character. Or if it's just going to be draft style, hey, you can only have one of each character. Okay, that really changes something. Uh, or maybe they do a point buy system. Certain characters are worth more. Like maybe VOD is worth two or three points. Maybe you have ten points total. VOD's worth two or three points. A Chi is worth two or three points. Uh, other characters are worth two. Other characters are worth one. Um, That's an interesting, very interesting look at it. Yeah, it, it all depends on how they proceed with that. Because oh, if, if they yeah. just go with Freefall, I'm sure you're going to see a team with three VODs, three cheese. I won't. I won't. Um, I will not. I can tell you right now, Havoc will not be in a league with that one bit. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't see why they would want to do that. I think that will be. Um, that will create too much of a meta. It, it will. Because I know for a fact, if they allow us to do that, I will. I will literally run cheese the VOD constantly. Yeah. And just um, heal it and run it, and then it's going to exactly. be bad because then there's going to be another team that does the same thing, and it's, it's going to be boring is what's going to happen. Exactly. But if they do make it where it's, hey, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not a raffle system. Um, draft. If they either do it draft or a point system, uh, I could see that going multiple different ways as long as everyone's balanced. Be like, hey, all right, um, let's buy a chi because we want the support we want that healing let's buy a uh, let's buy an arc because he definitely has that speed along with kalima they mm -hmm. have that speed they have the utility even though they're a little bit softer getting hit yeah um, let's buy a thal because his shield's good let's buy a boson because that turret's nice we like to hide behind it xyz uh i mean the the, the possibilities are endless um so i'm i'm really interested which one they're gonna pick going yeah. forward yeah, and I think the easiest just to get a league or tournaments going will definitely just be like, hey, you, your team only gets one one per character. Um, it's just the hardest part about doing the one per character thing is there's just not enough characters. I think down the road when they have 20, like even 10, like 10, 20 characters, that's going to change the way everyone looks at it because everyone has to play something in those realm of what I think there's six characters, right? There's uh, eight right now. Eight. That ninth one is coming up here in a couple of weeks. Right. And so as long as they keep adding heroes into this, then I, it's really going to change to where you're not going to have that big of a problem. And, and if people do end up playing the same character, I don't think it'd be too big of a problem down the road, just because I think I just hope that they still like a new character they don't make them the next overpower thing so people want them so much, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be a fantasy. I, I hope that they're just like any other character. They have their faults, but they also have a value. And I don't even know what it is. I honestly think it's going to be another healer. Um, and that's just my opinion. I think that's yeah. they need another healer. Either that or another melee character. So that's, that's one of the biggest things that's yeah. kind of irked me. While Vod is... Um, he is very difficult to go up against as a newer player, uh, but as veteran players, VOD gets melted. I can like, melt him quickly. Obliterated. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why I'm I'm kind of I hope they redo him uh, because if they nerf him again, he will not even be able to compete in uh, competitive matches. Like he's going to be if they nerf him again, he's going to be so weak. Yep. that No one will want him. I don't think they should nerf him. I. I... 
I don't know exactly what to do with him. I mean, he he does a, maybe add a shield to him. I don't know. There's got to be something with him right now because as it sits right now, and in a competitive level, like you said, he is probably the weakest link. And I think out out of a defense player being that weak is is can be a problem. But I've also it, the only way to make him strong at this point is you have to have a chi with him. Yeah, either that or the other option with him, uh, what I like to do a lot is uh, flank. So, like, you, your team is engaging, you know, a couple of guys, take that VOD and go on the flank. The downfall of that is you are by yourself. So if you come a, up against, like, a, a Salters or a Thal who has a full overcharge, you're going to get melted real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that, that's been my experience. But if you can get that flank off, um, or if you can get up close to them and they don't see you coming until last second, that's where VOD really shines. So yeah. we'll see We'll see what competitive lobbies are going to be like. He is, I definitely would like to say he is, um, he is a strong candidate, but y- you've got to use him tactically and be careful because he can easily, uh, if you have two or three Kalimas and you're without a healer, mm-hmm. you get melted pretty quick if they've got yeah. that OC charge. Yeah, and Square was saying in the chat that a lot of people are hoping for a bow character, which would be pretty unique. That would be pretty cool too. It'd be pretty hard on uh, the programming, I think, because you'd have to pull back actual, and it's like, how is that reloading? Would it have to be a crossbow rather than a compound bow? You know, like, because that's going to be pretty hard for someone to always know where the pull, like, is there going to be a, is it just pull and go, yeah. and it's just going to have a crosshair, and it's going to go where you put the crosshair, or is there actually going to be some type of physics with it? Yeah, that's going to be. It's going to be interesting. I'm really curious what uh, what the next character is going to be. Um, I used to play a game a long time ago called uh, what was it called? Uh, it, it was a hero a hero shooter, a lot like Larsenauts, um, but this was multiple years ago when I had my uh, that gaming laptop that lasted for a little. Yeah, it wasn't Paladins, uh, was it? No, I think it was before that. Uh, Battleborn. Battleborn. Uh, and, yeah, and they had a lot of different characters, um, and I remember that being fun because they had a couple of melee characters. Like they had, I think they had one that was kind of similar to Vod, how he's like a brawler. But then they also had like a sword and shield chick, um, and then they had some dude who dual wielded swords. But they also had like a sniper, a healer. Um, they had all those very similar concepts, mm-hmm. and I remember it working, uh, working very well. Just like because. Just like Larsenauts, every character has something different. Every character brings something valuable to the fight. And yeah. It gets to the point where you're like, I want every character on my team at the same time because they all, like, everything everyone has is valuable. But the issue is I can only have six out of those eight, soon to be nine. So uh, which ones do I choose? Which mm-hmm. ones do I find most valuable? Which ones can I take the best advantage of uh, tactically and strategically and win a fight with them? Because yeah. that's what it's going to come down to when we get to competitive lobbies. So, do you think that they're going to allow slates? I'm kind of mixed on that. Um, if they did add slates, I think it would be it would change the options up a lot. But I, I have a fear that it's going to cause a meta mm-hmm. because take a look at um i'll throw fn out there fn has a level five damage slate that completely changes how many times he has to hit someone like 25 percent damage increase or a 25 percent health increase are going to be i think those are probably the two main mm-hmm. ones that anybody's gonna go for is either damage or health yeah if those are the only ones that people are gonna go for mm-hmm. what's the point in having slates why not just strip them all anyway and just yeah. have everyone you know flat so that way you can really get a feel of everyone's strategy and their skill level yeah because right now i'm working on claiming a slate for complete i think it's like the highest 25 percent health but like that's still like if i'm going up against someone that's new that's never played the game doesn't have a single slate i will win every single battle unless i'm already hurt like if, if full health full health that's not gonna you're not gonna pull off a win i don't care how, how good you come in it's not gonna happen Oh yeah, because um, like that—that that reminds me, uh, who was it? I think it was Zero. He plays—he plays Chi a lot. He's actually the one I did the Chi chat with. Um, what was that last event or something? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I, I played with him, um, and I know he has a health slate. I think he's up to level four, and I'm only at level two. Um, and while sometimes I can pull off a kill, uh, a majority of the time he will just he'll he'll outlast me. He'll out survive me just because he has yeah. more health. Um, especially when I'm not running a health slate because I have a level five movement speed slate, which I use because that that's great because I can keep up with VOD. I can mm-hmm. sort of keep up with Kalima and Ark. I mean, obviously they'll just outrun me if they just keep go, 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 go. Yeah. But, um, having that extra boost of speed to catch up to characters who are typically faster um, is really good because it means I can stick up with them and support them via heals um, and maybe even like assistant assist damage and all that stuff so, yeah but so if we pull slates right mm-hmm. what do you do about people that have been playing since the very beginning and now you got a person trying to get into the competitive field but he doesn't have all of his characters maxed out at level 20 that's also a huge factor because i don't know why the leveling I didn't even know it. I, th- I thought they just had leveling for the characters for no reason. But then I guess if you are actual level 20 with your character, it does add more health, more damage. It does, but I, I feel like... I just want to know the stats on these. Like, I need paperwork. I need a document that shows me stats of this. So if you go into the game and you select a character, if you highlight the level, it will actually pull up the increased stats. Oh, and really? It's, it's not significant. It's it's little amounts. Like, I think mm-hmm. uh, it'll be like 3%, which is very extremely minimal. Uh, and if you're talking about both of us standing right in front of each other, shooting in the chest, yeah, you might die one bullet sooner than I will. Um, but yeah. I think it's so minor that it's insubstantial. Yeah, and so at least he, in my opinion. Yeah, and so with this though, it matters for one if they a new season comes out or when they start getting the seasons or however they're going to do it. Um, say next year they add another twenty levels for that to be. You know, as it progresses, because I've seen a lot of games they wait till it gets so far and then they allow the leveling to happen more to give mm-hmm. people something to go for. Um, and I really think the only way to fix this is if it the leveling is an RNG. It's who you're playing is who you're leveling. Yeah, yeah only been, way to fix this. That's been addressed a lot in the Discord. People are kind of annoyed. Like, hey, I've been playing, uh, I've been playing Kalima for months, and I have other characters mm-hmm. at higher levels than my main character that I play. How is this working out? Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they change that up in the upcoming update. Uh, at the same time, I, I can see the appeal of being like, oh, I want to level up this character. Mm-hmm. Um, to me personally, I, it doesn't matter. Like, just save save that work that you're going to spend on developing this stuff. Create a new character. Mm-hmm. Create a new map. Give us something new besides just a few levels uh, to add fractions of a percentage to our health or something. Um, yeah, I, I would yeah. much rather see them work on characters, maps, game modes, uh, other stuff, balances, than um, give us, you know, more levels or something like that. Yeah, and I could definitely see that. I I agree with that a hundred percent. Just because I don't know, there's there's a lot of things that I hear you hear through the grapevines and stuff like that, like maybe paid for boxes. To help people grow slates and stuff like that's a thing. I really hope that doesn't happen because that's be more of a pay-to-win type format then. Yeah, and those individuals who have a lot of time, I, I hope they do something. They allow you to buy for the individuals who do have a lot of money. I hope they allow you to find a way to spend that. Um, but I, I definitely see what you're saying by if they have those boxes. If it's hey, you can just pay for them. Those mm-hmm. individuals who who spend way more time, who maybe, you know, have a naturally just have a lot more free time. Uh, the school kids during the summers, they're going to have way more time to just play. And as we all know, the more you play, the more money you just naturally get. Once yeah. You buy everything you can from the store. It's like, it, it just accrues. It sits there. It sits there in a cruise. Like right now I have 50,000 solars, which is not a high amount compared to mm-hmm. other people. I've heard of other people in the server who have like 150 uh, or even 200 by this point. Um, so it, it's difficult because like, how do you, how do you reward them for having that much money? But at the same time, how do you reward them without 
giving them such a huge advantage over everyone else. Yeah, and it's and you pretty much got to go to the platform that every game's gone, which is Battle Pass. Mm-hmm. And I am a huge supporter of Battle Passes because they can find a way to do a daily, weekly, monthly, and attach it to that. They can add play the time played to it. That every game gives you so much XP. And you have a, a way to earn good things. Like even like say every time they make a new character, if they say, "Hey, let's instead of just giving it to you and then you have to randomly get it through a box," like they did with all the characters. Like I know people till this day that's had the game since it came out and still don't have all the characters, and that's a problem. Especially when you pay thirty bucks for a, a game and you're not even yeah. getting everything because it's it's nothing you can do. It's the way that the game is designed that is just holding you back from it. And so if they say, hey, um, here's this month right here. If you don't want to do the RNG, you pay five, ten bucks to do this like month-long event. And at the very end, you get the character. Something like that. But I, I don't know if because people will just pay it all out. Like if it was like 50 bucks to do a new character just off the bat and get extra stuff, like, all right, here's my 50 bucks. Give me the character. <laughs> Yeah, something else they could do with the solars, um, they could just develop skins that specifically had to have a, a significant amount of solars to buy that skin. Like that's the only way to get it. Um, that would be one way to kind of drain a lot of people's solars that mm-hmm. have a crap ton. But at the same time, it's kind of like you're you're giving the people who don't have solars something to work forward to. Like, hey, I just, a new skin just came out for this character. This is my main character. I love playing this character. I want the skin so bad. So, like, that's that's their primary focus is just getting solars so they can get that skin. Um, and that doesn't change the gameplay at all. Yeah, it's completely uh, what do you call it? Appearance. Um, I'm having a brain fart. I don't remember the word. But it, all it is is an appearance thing. It doesn't affect the gameplay. It doesn't affect anything in the game um it's just yeah oh, cool this is or they could even do gun skins or stuff like that like uh like mm-hmm. call of duty has done in the past yeah so, I'll, i'm curious to see what this update's going to come out with because i feel like they're going to have a lot of stuff um at least that's what i'm hoping for a lot yeah. of stuff a lot of changes and there's like things i want that i i used to you see in overwatch like at the end of overwatch they have uh an mvp and then a uh a clip of the, the game so they take someone I don't know how they do it in their coding, whatever, but they find someone who, in their opinion, did the best, like, play of it. And it's, like, someone that you don't even see within the game, but he, like, literally just killed the whole entire team. You're just like, okay, that was pretty cool. And so you always shoot for being the MVP sometimes. Like, oh, I want to see myself, people watching me, what I do. Exactly. But I, or, like, you know, people can turn this off, but when you reload, you can actually have it to where it does a graphic. Like, maybe enhance graphics to where, like, when you reload, it does something else. Like, uh, what's one? Like, Call of Duty did one where, like, or not Call of Duty, that game you talked about before, uh, Counter-Strike. Oh, yeah. Didn't they have, like, sometimes they would, like, you can flip the knife around constantly. Like, something weird, like, when you're running around, you can just, like, mess with your stuff. I don't know. I know there's some games where if you sit there and you literally don't move at all, they'll like yeah. look at their gun or you know mm-hmm. play around with it for a second. Yeah, always cool like that. So, um, what do you think is the the future of the the Havocs team, uh, Larsnots, when it comes competitively? Like, how do you think the very first tournament's going to look like? Um, and I know like there's one that just came out that they might not even wait for private lobbies. They're going to try and run yeah. it based off of uh, just kind of being in the same server at the same time, which is going to be hard. I did give him my suggestions because we used to do that in population before we got server, private servers there. And basically the only way to get it to work is that they would need the two lobby hosts for each team to be in the same region for the successfully yeah. work. But so how do you think it's going to look like if you want to just kind of dive into it? It's going to be interesting just because like, there's still kind of teams developing right now. So like yeah. you have a few teams that everyone has heard of, and then you hear these other teams that kind of post here and there and you're like, Oh wow, this is a team. And then um, 
there's certain people who are trying to just now starting to form teams and they're mm -hmm. like, Hey man, you want to be on this team? And it's like, I'm already on a team. You're behind the power curve, bro. I'm sorry. I mean, I, yeah. I would love to, I wish you would have asked me before, but uh, I'm already committed. Um, as far as Havoc goes, I feel like Havoc's definitely got a couple of very strong players. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I feel very confident that we are going to do very well. Am I going to say that we're going to go in there and win every game? Uh, no, I'm not going to say that we are going to, um, I definitely think we're going to, but I, I'm not going to say for certain because that's uh, that's pretty egotistical when you got something like that. Yeah, and then we um, don't do it, and then it comes back to yeah, you. Exactly. You're going to have feel, this clip come back at you. <laughs> right. I do feel extremely confident uh, that Havoc is going to do very well in it. Um, I, I'm hoping we take it home. We'll, we'll see, though. Uh, I mean, it's not even an official tournament, the one coming up. Um, but we still have – we still have – some spots that we would like to, which uh, you, have, uh, you and I have discussed, we have a couple of spots that we would like to kind of cover down on or find more coverage for. Mm -hmm. um, and we haven't quite advertised for that little, uh, little hint, hint for anyone watching yeah. uh, stuff's coming up. Um, so we, we definitely have a couple of shortfalls, uh, but we've already kind of started thinking about strategies, started thinking about, Hey, how are we going to tackle this? What are some, some, possibilities that we can do mm -hmm. uh, so we we have ideas it's just very difficult without private lobbies um just because you you want to do this with individuals who are skillful yeah. you don't want to do it with like bots because that doesn't really give you a, a an accurate um an accurate estimate of whether or not it would work unless they allow us to amp up how good the bots are yeah absolutely but still even then it's kind of hard because you don't have that same human yeah that human instinct because there's certain things that i can do with my character that i know a bot would never be able to do <laughs> yeah exactly so but we will we will certainly see um like i said havoc's got super strong players so i'm i'm pretty confident uh, in our ability yeah i'm, I'm curious what other teams are going to look like how mm -hmm. many teams we're going to have and I think that's what it's really going to come down to. Yeah, and do you think that maybe – so right now we thought that Lars Nuts was going to sell at 10% cheaper than what it was. I thought we saw something on Twitter or something. Well, now if you look at an Oculus, it's actually 20% off right now. Oh, really? Yeah, 20% nice. off right now. So if anyone's listening to this, don't know what Lars Nuts is, uh, it's a hero shooter, very competitive. And I guess, like, yeah, I, was, I got an alert – and I went out on my phone and I saw Larsnots and it was being sold for 20% off right now. And I was like, oh, we thought it was 10%. Okay, that's pretty pretty freaking wicked. Hopefully uh, hopefully we get the word out there and get more players because that's that's what's really going to make this community grow. That's what's going to make this yeah. game have long-term, uh, I guess, long, long, uh, long, bleh, I can't talk. Longevity. Yeah, longevity is having more players, having a healthy community, having a, a not toxic community, which yeah. so far I think, uh, especially on the discords and stuff, we've done an amazing job with Lars Nance and mm -hmm. uh, the, the community, how helpful they are, how non-toxic they are. Um, I, I do kind of, I am a little concerned once private lobbies come out, if the toxicity might come out a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident though, that we're going to, we're going to keep hold because we kind of all, everyone who plays Larsnots right now, I feel like prides themselves on being um, very kind and helpful and a, a, a healthy uh, and a safe environment to walk into for anyone who is looking to jump into a game yeah. rather than some of those other games that I've heard are like extremely toxic and people are like, Oh, that's just, don't go there. The, you know, it's just people thrashing on each other. Um, mm -hmm. no, no one wants to hear that. No one wants to do that. I mean, a little competitive chat, a little competitive back yeah. and forth. It's kind of fun every once in a while. Um, as long as everything stays healthy, no one gets too egotistical. Uh, and everyone can like kind of realize that we're all in the same community. We're all in this fight together. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with all that, and that's especially like Havoc, our whole entire motto is we, if you're toxic at all in, in our uh, in our organization, you're just off the team. There's there's few times we've given a warning where something kind of got lost in the in the verbiage, but if it's blatantly there that you're being a toxic person, then you're out. Or if we get word that you came in or you had to be kicked off another team for toxic behavior you're still not in good terms with us either because as Havoc's its own organization, our whole entire thing is to make sure VR it, it becomes successful, 
healthy, non-toxic, because this is our future. If we don't be part of helping people out on giving them an environment to be at where they can be um, competitive, and even if they don't want to be competitive, they just want to be there and be part of the the uh, the feeling of how people are when they talk and just learn just because they enjoy that type of stuff, then you got to start somewhere. And right now, VR is so new that if you don't start making your pretty much your, oh, what do you call it, your... Your, what's a tree got? Why can I even think about that right now? Roots. If you don't make your roots strong before you build this strong tree of, of VR, and it kind of goes along with the whole VR jungle thing I got going on, then it's going to collapse. Like, it's going to get big. Something big is going to happen. Like, I see it right now in Population 1. Like, it has, in my opinion, probably some of the most toxic people in VR. And I, I people after this might message me and, and completely crap on me about this, but... I have seen a lot of people just completely disrespect women, disrespect other people, do racist slurs, and I'm just like sitting there and just like, why? Like, I, I know it's like, I don't know if it's a key, keyboard warrior syndrome or if it's just their mannerism, how they really are in real life, but it's something a lot of people need to correct. Yeah. They actually had a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, I forgot who it was. It was basically a couple of women who were talking about the how healthy the environment for Lars Knots is right now and how, mm-hmm. how safe it feels because they've gone to other games um, and had it basically kind of like sexual harassment in game. Yeah. It's like, are, are you serious? Like, why is this crap going on in other games? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad to hear that uh, Lars Knots so far has a healthy and a positive um, environment for them to step into because. Uh, the more people we can include, it, this needs to be completely inclusive, not exclusive, kind of like other um, how other games, not necessarily that they developed them that way, but they've just kind of naturally, because unfortunately, because of some of the people who are there, mm-hmm. uh, it's become a little bit toxic, kind of like what we've been talking about. So hopefully yeah. we stay nice and healthy. Hopefully it stays a, a, a safe environment for everyone, and hopefully we, we just start getting more players and more players. Yeah, and I know we saw a little bit of it for a second, you know, we had a lovely one day last week to where um, pe- people were start talking about tournaments. And then some people, and, and I think this happens in every organization, sometimes you just can't let everyone in. It's it's nothing against them. It's just you, it, you're trying to build a powerhouse of players who get along with each other. And if you bring one person in, like I brought in a really good player one time. They just didn't get along with one person on the team. And just because he likes me and he likes everyone else, you still have to play with them. And so at any point in time, if they're arguing, the team's arguing is the way that I look at it. And so when we turn people away because of certain situations or things we see that we don't particularly care about having them in our organization, then it gets somehow it just gets fed back into the whole community saying, oh, this didn't want to happen. I think last week it was a lot of miscommunication. A lot of people took things a little bit further because they saw uh, kind of they saw us down for a second. I always notice that people when they see havoc being looked at badly, people step on that real quickly, and, that, and that's what you're going to be when you're part of something that is already developed. And I'm not trying to brag about my about havoc, but in VR, havoc is probably one of the most established teams. In, in, in like population one or in, in large knots just because I started this when pretty much everything got big. I was like, all right, this is my team. We'll see how it goes. And now we're here. So when people see like, oh, they have a problem, let's go ahead and make the problem way bigger than it needs to be. Yeah. So um, other than that, you have anything else you want to go over? Um, last little remarks or maybe like that. We've been on here for about an hour now. And so if you want to, Expand on anything else. You have anything else that you kind of have in your mind? Um, no, not that I can really think of. I'm just I'm excited to kind of take these next steps towards this update that we got coming up. Uh, I'm sure everyone's excited for it. Everyone's excited for the new map, the new specialist, which I think is the most talked about thing. Is hey, who's who's the new specialist? What's what are they going to do? What are they bringing to the table? What abilities are they going to have? What type of character are they going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, along with uh, some some balancing things and just all the other stuff that's going to come out. Hopefully yeah. uh, all positive stuff with this update. So uh, do, you, do we'll we know what happens? Do we know when it's going to be dropped? Uh, September 30th. 
September thirtieth. So we are looking at what? Uh, Eleven days away. Eleven days away. So days. before we end this, I do want to know just theoretically, what would you like to see the most out of out of an update like this? Like either game modes, like would you want a character the switch over being more powerful, like kind of stuff like that. The payload, I. I... I still don't quite know what Payload is. Oh, Payload's fun. So I know it's a lot of fun. I've heard great things. uh, So I'm really looking forward to learning that, Mm -hmm. what it is. Um, As far as character goes, there's been a lot of fun, cool options that have been thrown out there uh, from an elementalist to a, you know, a bow user um, to, like you said, maybe another healer, maybe another melee character. Uh, It's just like they've, they've kept it pretty pretty under wraps which mm-hmm. i mean is is typical they normally don't release that stuff until they're like hey we're ready uh usually that stuff doesn't get leaked uh, but i'm 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 sure we're all very anxious to kind of see what types of things are coming i hope they you know like i said bring out some new balances uh find solutions to the solars people having a stupid amount of solars issue mm-hmm. random number generators people not having characters right away um We'll see. We'll see what they yeah, do. And, and is this the, like, have they done any other patches since then? Or it's been, like, almost like, quite a while since a good patch, right? I think it's been, I think it'll have been, like, almost a month uh, when we hit September 30th since the last patch. Because I think the last patch was about two weeks ago-ish. Okay. And usually you see stuff happen about every week, but it seems like they're just compiling this all into one, which yeah, I hopefully I, like I don't see on. something broke because usually when you compile a huge update, there's always something fishy somewhere. Yeah. Um, and Square was saying that um, that they plan on releasing actual specs of the update, like a patch note, before it even drops. So that'd be interesting to really find out when, when that's going to happen. Um, so... I know I dive into those patch notes always, and people really need to start reading those fine-tuned things because they could really mess with your character. And it, like, yeah, absolutely. It's funny because reading those, you can find something out about your character that you didn't mm-hmm. know before, or you wouldn't have to have known uh, had you not read them. Because I remember there was there was one time I read some of the notes, and I read uh, one of them for either Vod, Thal, or Chi because those are kind of the guys I main, uh, and I go, oh. That's that changes things a lot. I think it might have been um, the crystal crystallisis for Chi. How because mm-hmm. like, in the very beginning when we first started, um, you would pop it and then you could instantly make it explode and it would just you know same effect. It just killed whoever you were next to. Um, and I, I learned this in a funny way because there was one instance where I you know a couple days first couple days in the game um, I was playing Chi and I was up against Klima I was like oh god she's gonna kill me so mm-hmm. crystallis and she comes up right in front of me and she starts waving and I'm, I'm talking to my teammates I'm like yo I need someone to help me I'm over I'm under and they're just like blow up <laughs> uh, yeah I, I'm, I'm about to die I'm about to come out of this crystallis and she's going to absolutely melt me she's got both her SMGs pointed at my head mm-hmm. right now help I don't have long left and then uh, so it, it, it just like pop it just shattered and she, her body just goes flying and i'm like what just happened that is so sweet that i know that so i wish that you had do you have that recorded saved somewhere yeah i do actually that's it's on my clips on my do Twitch. you know did you get to see the name who you killed oh i don't that'd be interesting please look, look it up because that might have been me really i'm not joking i i have the exact same story but on my end being a Kalemia, when I first played, I saw the crystal, right? And yeah. I waved at them, and I did not know it was going to kill me. I was just waiting for this guy, the, you know, this person to come out, and all of a sudden, it just blows up right in my face. So it, just you saying that, kind of like, I've done the same scenario where I waved at somebody. Oh, man. I think that's everyone's it's... first experience that it happens to, because I didn't know, and still to this day, like, I still really don't understand the, the full extent uh, of cheese splash damage yeah uh you mean oh i found it oh uh, let's see who is this because <laughs> weren't you laughing oh. pretty hard about it yeah oh no it's thunder gasol oh okay yeah uh, it's funny i would have laughed it was me i, I would because i've definitely done that before 
yeah well it's insane because like at first when it first came out no one no one knew what everything did Mm -hmm. Um, and because there weren't private lobbies because you couldn't practice that the only way to try it out was in in game yeah Uh, and sometimes that stuff was really hard so yeah so you have any questions for me uh, none that I can, uh, none that haven't been discussed already. Yeah, so yeah. So thanks for having me, I appreciate it. Yeah, always a pleasure bringing it. Like the thing is, I try and bring in as much of having people in to talk about the organization, and especially the game they competitively play in. I'm gonna try and bring in other people that competitively play for other teams too. Uh, just not havoc, and then like I said, uh, right now, as long as it still holds true, I plan on having a dev from the Larsnots team on next Sunday to kind of That'd talk about awesome. things. So hopefully be around that perfect time where maybe he might be able to speak up about some updates. I hope that, you know, yeah. he might like give me a little hints here and there. So hopefully that still happens. But other than that, this is VR Jungle. And then we had Jordan, which is USCMC Contra. Uh, man, that's, say that five times fast. That, that's a tongue <laughs> twister. But um, do you have any uh, platforms? I know you're on Twitch um same thing as is it still uscmc uh, contra on uh, twitch yeah it's usmc underscore contra no, underscore no contra on twitch and then it's yeah it's the same thing on uh on youtube i don't have too many videos i know i made a couple of uh of tutorials uh for believe it or not surprise surprise Vaughn, <laughs> yeah Chi and thal uh, yeah so those i felt like those were kind of helpful and uh they have they have, i think they have some good information for newer players yeah so, and so is good. that youtube the same you can find it the same way name yep usmc underscore contra yeah i don't know if you saw the message in the discord but i can actually post those as well in a link to your youtube on actual havoc's youtube too okay so we do that so other than that um i'll be playing the night i don't know if you'll be playing the night but i'll be playing Lars knots and uh Good times from there. Like I said, VR Jungle on every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central. Almost didn't have tonight because my power was out, so that was a good one. But anyways, Jordan, nice having you on here. Yeah, man. Thanks. Take care. Yep.